tall slacks, wonderful charm, a nice jacket you could wear. Here at Men's Host Club, you're going to like our boys. We guarantee it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. New rule. I can't breathe. <laughs> That's a reference to something before this show started. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rosalion. I'm feeling so empowered and freed from the confines of gender here in the anime room. And Alex Patak. I'm here to, uh, to talk with ladies for money. That's why I'm here every week. Thanks for coming back. Yep, that's what our show is. We yeah, talk. the Patreon is just me paying these two to hang out with me. My uh-huh. life is sad. Yeah, welcome to the Ballin' Out Host Club, where Alex and I wear suits and... Uh, uh, j- j- that's it. That's it's the really, same, but we yeah, wear that's suits. That's all it is. We don't actually look very good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our guest this week is comedian Josh Gondelman. Hi. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Josh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me and in, in your uh, for hosting me. Yes. Yeah. Here hosting in the Ballin' Out Host Club. Can yeah. I uh, say that Alex usually tricks our guests into coming to the show by not telling them what it's about. Really? And not only did he tell you, you seem delighted to be here and it's just great. Thank you. <laughs> I um well we talked before and I was like I have a very limited cultural context for anime, mm-hmm. and uh, and Alex said that's fine, and I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true; it happened just like that. Yeah. So that kind of segues us into how we usually like to start the Let's show. Let's do it. Uh, so, what is your experience with anime? It's minimal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have. Um, I so I know of anime. That's a big thing. That's true. It's a great mm-hmm. start. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I've heard of it. I can sometimes I've I've seen things that I'm like, that's anime. Right. Um, which is the uh You know it when you see it. Yeah. You know it from yeah. the evening news. <laughs> it's kind of a less Italian that's amore. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, that's an a- that's an anime. Yeah, yeah when the moon anime. when the moon uh, hits your eye and you turn into a giant ape, that's yeah. an anime. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I've seen, I've watched all of, I've seen one anime which I don't know how representative it is. So, like every commonality that I saw in this show or everything in this show that I'm like, that's anime to me. It just comes from the one other show that I've seen, and I watched. Um, Neo Yokio because oh, my yes. my bosses are in it. I work for Jesus and Marrow, and they yeah. were voice actors on that show. So yeah. when I got hired, I watched it and uh, just trying to like brush up on yeah, just on. see like what they were all about, and mm. and it was fun. I watched it with my wife. Uh, yeah, I mean Neo Yokio is basically a love letter to anime. Yeah. so that's actually it's like all the visual tropes like just kind of crammed. Yeah, in yeah. There were lots of things from the show that we watched. I don't want to tip too much that I was like, oh, this is. I don't know if this is a coincidence or if it's um, if this is in many things or if it's just that like that thing where you get a brown Honda Civic and all you see are brown Honda Civics. (laughs) So it's just like that kind of confirmation bias. That old uh, chestnut. Yeah. I mean, at least that was an anime, though. When you said like I I base all of anime off my one anime, I was expecting you to be like, and that anime is Saving Private Ryan, the film from 1997. (laughs) Yeah. My Uh, my favorite anime is Eating a Croissant. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I have full on anime stesia, so I don't know what is. Oh man! Ever since I got celiac, I can't watch anime no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I take a lactate, but that's for a different thing entirely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I think Neo Yokio is weirdly enough, like, even though it's not technically like an anime, right, right, like, right. It's like as good a place to start as any. It yeah. dabbles. If you can handle Neo Yokio, you're ready for the deep yeah, end, my dog. Yeah, yeah, Neo Yokio sure. is like the foreign exchange student of anime. It's it's visiting and it's like hello where I'm from demons you know <laughs> right 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 because it was like it's it was like a very like it, it was Ezra Koenig's thing right like right, yeah. he created the show which and again I don't mean to stereotype but it feels like he is not um, a traditional or typical anime creator or maybe he is no he's one of those vampire weekend ass anime creators <laughs> anime. Usually is made by like a nerd in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and right. he's not a nerd there. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I don't know if he's there. a nerd here. I don't know. If, I don't know him very well. I mean, he's like his job is rock star. Yeah, yeah. People who have uh, uh, made animes rarely have ballads about Martha's Vineyard or anything like that. Mm-hmm, Isn't true. it so interesting that like there's this weird through line where someone becomes very famous as like a musician and they're like, but what if I got to just be like a nerd what if i'm a skate punk like what if i made a cartoon or like started stand-up comedy it's like you have everything yeah, why do you need this you too? have pants that fit your hair looks great you can sing and play guitar people just like you because when you have enough success you could do whatever so you're like i've been in six major motion pictures and now i choose to be homestar runner and that's who i am did i ever tell everyone you, get on board did i ever tell you when jared way came to my college gerard gerard, gerard from my G- chemical say his romance. name <laughs> and uh he had just start drawing a comic book right, for yeah. DC. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, the Umbrella Academy, and we're all in art school for, like, illustration, we're like, how do you make a successful comic? And he's like, well, <laughs> I studied animation and got all my pitches rejected over and over again, and then I started a multi-platinum record-selling rock band, and now no one tells me no. We're like, not helpful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't help at all. It's well, not unhelpful, though. Like, in, that, <laughs> in that it doesn't help you achieve your dreams, but it does help you understand why you're not achieving them. That's yes. actually a uh-huh. great point. It's like, you know what I mean? it's like one of those peaks behind the curtain where you're like, oh, I get why like you are able to do this while yeah. other people who are good might not be. Yeah. And that's like uh, frustrating, but it's like good to know how that works. Yeah, yeah. it's good to know that maybe you should like, uh, the, you know, get get your accountant's license or something. Yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah. plan B. Or just fucking <laughs> be the next Bon Jovi. Yeah, I wish, try another thing. <laughs> I am growing this mullet, so I wish yeah. Gerard, step one. I wish Gerard was, was just deluded about it and just gave you the step-by-step of how he made that band as a way to be <laughs> First, 9-11 happens, and you have to do something. So you form a punk outfit. <laughs> well, and my brother like played bass. of a rock opera. People doubt the ambition, but you see it through. Everyone keeps asking if you're okay, and you're like, I'm not okay. <laughs> and then you say, wait a second. There's a hit in there. <laughs> Get back in the booth. So you, uh, let's bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bringing it back. Uh, so you, you've seen New York. You've seen no other anime. Snippets here and there of mm-hmm. like a Dragon Ball Z, just skipping, you know, flipping past on television. Yeah, but that's my only baseline. Right. So what? 
when you were like younger yeah. in like the time when a lot of us would have gotten into anime yeah. like what kind of nerd stuff were you getting into gosh i'm like a i i'm like a not a good nerd in that i have a real nerd face <laughs> but i have like I mean, I guess it, I was like a comedy nerd as mm-hmm. a kid before that was a thing. Yeah, that's probably what I was. But there, it wasn't. There wasn't that term when I was in like high yeah. school and middle school. You just have a term... you just have a bow tie that spins, and you don't know what you are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that term existed, but I know who that is. Yeah, totally. You, you had albums and stuff. I did have albums yeah. and stuff, yeah. and like, and you could like quote stuff. Yeah, that's... and you would get mad that people didn't know how powerful the word was. That I, I was less <laughs> about that. But not, not because I was less petty, because I could then hoard the words all uh, to myself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like uh-huh. a monster. Uh, like Smaug. <laughs> that's a nerd reference, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. He, that dude hoarded. Yes, he, he lo- did. He, he was it. like the host of all that gold. Yeah, he was yeah, a gold yeah, All that uh-huh. dwarven gold. He was a gold host. <laughs> so you're so you're like staying up late to watch like premium blend and stuff yeah, like that? That yeah. was me. I yeah, for sure. My um, I would like buy, you know, comedy albums on CD. That's like the mm-hmm. era it was. And I would, um, my uncle, my uncle passed away when I was 13, 12 or 13. And he had this like collection of VHSs that he had taped off of HBO and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of Carlin specials in oh, there. Oh, and yeah. That was really cool. He had and, like, all, all the dad fans. Yeah. All the dad fans. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and Richard so, Lewis up in there. Yeah. That, <laughs> when there was that original run of um, the HBO Half Hours, they yep. did uh, One Night Stand, right? The one Night Stand, yeah. yeah. That, I missed that because I think that was like a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had like the, the Carlin special. And then I like, as he would continue to do specials, I would like try to seek them out. Like, because we didn't have HBO. Right. So I would have to like figure out like how to go over to a friend's house. But I remember like, you know, we'd stay up late and watch... Um, Bring the Pain, the Chris Rock special, yeah, uh-huh. when it would re-air on Comedy Central. I, that Dana Carvey special, whose name I forget, the name of the special. The one I where forget. he's got like the violin and the guitar and stuff. Yeah, he plays yeah. guitar. Uh-huh. And so like, I think that was probably me, which is like the least cool kind of nerd. Yeah. Because it's uh, not. Well, it's not a competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. No, 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 no. But it's like. The, it's more it's, of a host club. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, because it's not, there's like no cachet to it because everyone likes or doesn't like comedy like the exact amount and that they want and there's no like gatekeepering or um, and there's like very little nostalgia to like uh, to to, to bank off of now like there's never gonna be like a big budget gritty reboot of like Eddie Murphy Raw you oh know? yeah but I think, <laughs> I think people with, did try to bring those jackets back I think that with there maybe with comedy <laughs> films like I could see did, did they they tried to remake Caddyshack recently wasn't it oh did they I heard I that sounds so. fucked up but like that kind of stuff I could see happening like uh-huh. there could be a nostalgia or like there's always it's less of a mining of the nostalgia and more of just like a wistfulness right like everybody talks about the snl cast from when they grew up as like the golden era and Mm -hmm. so like but there's it's all especially now but like even then it was all kind of like accessible Mm -hmm. and and you don't have to like to appreciate one 
hour special from right. a comedian or from any comedian you don't have to have done all this required reading right like there you're, yeah there's like I, I like comics intimidate me like I'm not a big comics person partly because I'm so intimidated by like oh there's so much x-men yeah, yeah and yeah. I don't know it's what, super gatekeeper too uh-huh. I used to be a career comic book store employee mm-hmm. and people are just such dicks to like People who just want to try to like it. Yeah. Where they're just like, where do I start? There's a thousand different names. They're like, uh, 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 okay. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm into Batman. They're like, which Batman? Yeah. yeah. And and it's also... Um, it's like they're trying to play basketball, but they don't know the rules, and you're actively playing defense on them. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. just like, it's, he's dressed like a bat, and you're just like, boom! Yeah. <laughs> That's not what he's doing at all. Get the fuck out! Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, all the stuff I like, all the other stuff I like, because I'm, like, pretty deep into comedy, and, and, like, not just professionally, but, like, because I enjoy watching it. Yeah. But, like, all the other stuff I like, I'm, like... I don't know, know. I'm like very hesitant to claim that I'm like an expert in anything mm-hmm. or even that I'm like a nerd about anything because like I listen, I see a ton of live music by standards of like most people, you know, everyone I know that's not a professional music musician music writer or like serious music nerd like I see more music than the average person actually less than my parents that's what they do my parents Uh, are retired and they see so many concerts it's like the thing that they do is they go they visit friends out of town and they go to concerts on weeknights that's like the big thing that they started doing because my dad worked in construction and would have to get up at 5 a.m so they couldn't go see like and they like you know, like jammier, folkier bands. So you couldn't go see like Hot Tuna play two and a half hours starting at at 8 p.m. if you have to be up at five the next morning and and you're, you know, driving in and out of the city of Boston from the suburbs. So like they see a ton of live music, but like that is, that is like a prime, that and like basketball are like primary recreations for me. But I'm like not enough of a basketball nerd to like be deep in the stats in the way that like the people who really are, are. And I'm not enough of a music nerd to like even my favorite bands there's like albums that I haven't listened to probably I, like, I feel like people are really gatekeepery about music sometimes and that turns people off but I also have found out through our listenership of this show there's whole swaths of people that don't listen to music so you're already that's deep in fascinating it. isn't it wild I lost my goddamn mind I'm like how, what do you do when you're on a train and you want to talk to someone is it is it podcast is it reading see it's podcast but but like, what were they doing before, before podcasts? podcasts? It right, could right, be right, right. visual consumption. You just yeah, leave books. on a, a screensaver yeah, on your PC. I'm kind of a flying toaster nerd. <laughs> <laughs> How I've learned to interact with sports, because like I don't know a ton about them except for baseball, but I love doing fantasy teams. I make my husband teams. So I learned about basketball when I was living in Portland by making my basketball husband's team. Mm-hmm. And they were not great husbands. I did not win. <laughs> but I did win last year's hockey husband. So let me tell you. <laughs> How does the husband league work? Is it the same as the basketball league? Is it a host club? <laughs> it is basically in the sense that I just pick the draft on people who I think look nice. Who's <laughs> Katie, look at the roster. Like, who's tall? All of them. <laughs> Some of the hockey men are, are small. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're small, but they're, but they're angry. Like, they're oh, also yeah. like Russian teenagers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The best kind of husband. Yeah. I or thought like you were going to say the best kind of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Weird to pick favorites as an adult. Por que no los dos. The best teenagers, Russian boys. <laughs> What? Why? What if you, you know need, what? Don't answer. I need a teen 
who can squat. <laughs> We're talking low. I need a team that can squat. I need a team that can skate. It's down to Russians and Canadians. Let's go! <laughs> um, comedy's interesting, I feel like, from the lack of gatekeeping, from like casual enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Like people, I don't know if it's just less popular than music and less popular than sports, and that's what it, it is. is. That's true. That's yeah. I think that's gotta be it. I remember in high school, I got my uh, my sneakers signed. I had one sneaker signed by Mike Birbiglia, and I had one sneaker signed by Jim Gaffigan, and I would wear them around, and people would go, who's that? And I would go, it's a football player, and they'd, they'd say, which one? And I'd say, leave me alone, and that's how all of the conversations went. Wow, that makes so much sense for you as a human. Those people, like, fucking did a fusion dance, and out came Alex Patak. <laughs> I love food. Yeah, you love food and your wife. My wife is my head writer, Katie. <laughs> I'm nothing without her. I, um, but that's so that's so interesting. I was thinking. I went to see. Um, I brought brought my wife to see Jenny Lewis the other mm-hmm. night at mm-hmm. King's Theater, which I'd never been before. It's oh my god, King, it's new. Well, it's existed forever, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. just redid it, yep. and it's this total Rococo nightmare place with yeah. like blood red I love curtains. It. I want uh-huh. like the fan, the opera is like running around there. <laughs> yeah. Just being like sing my angel of music. Real <laughs> I love I loved it. it and it was it's beautiful. So good. Yeah. And it was <laughs> enormous. It not like stadium big, but I it occurred to me like the Jenny Lewis is like a successful, famous, long tenured musician, mm-hmm. but she's not in the probably the most in the 100 most famous yeah. musicians. I don't know who she is. Yeah, okay. She's uh, from Rilo Kylie. See? You, okay. Those could just be words you made. Yeah. yeah. She I was a child like actor. They're great. Right, she, right, she was in um, the, the Wizard, right? With she was Fred in The Savage. Wizard and she was in Troop Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh, oh, sorry. But I, she's not in the top 100 famous musicians. No. But like, to be a comedian that filled that theater, you oh, would yeah. probably have to be in the top... 25 maybe top 100 yeah. famous comedians in America at least. Yeah, I haven't seen the the King's Theater but I have to imagine yeah, you'd have to be bigger than like I'm trying to even like pull who would be in the top one like yeah. Jesselnick. Like Jesselnick would I probably be could do it. like right. the smallest comedian theaters, who could do right. that. <laughs> He'd have a problematic crowd of <laughs> arena size crowd. But it felt like se- it was several thousand people and it just yeah. like I was thinking about the magnitude of just like Excuse me, as you were saying, not everybody listens to music everywhere they go, but like everybody knows so many songs. Yeah. Right? This is so, this sounds so facile to say, but everybody knows like 10 Beatles songs. Just like if you heard them, you would know the chorus. Right. And like, uh, and then there's another like 10 U2 songs and like all that kind of stuff that just songs that you hear in commercials and, and on the radio while you're in a Walgreens and that like doesn't exist for comedy. Yeah. There's not like <laughs> it. There's you're just like out the, driving with your boys and just being like, let's just do the Patton Oswalt uh, famous bulls bit. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> and that's like one of the more famous bits, right? Like the most famous bit. Is probably like Carlin's seven dirty words. Like, right. like, yeah. like Carlin has like a greatest hits that you're like, oh yeah, people still know these. Yeah. But like that's one guy. Right. I don't Most know. I've been like, out like if you get in the right crowds, you can go out and you're like, let's just all do Anthony DeVito's shaggy chunk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you like a- as a consumer of comedy, it's 
like you don't have that same like mindless sort of absorption that you have of music where like you can only listen to a stand up album a couple of times. You can listen to a like, you know, a Riley yeah. Kylie album a million times but and it'll get stuck in your head and then like years later you won't remember necessarily that the song you know is Riley Kylie, yep. but then you'll look it up, you'll be like, Yep, oh Riley oh, Kylie, yeah, of course. Kiley. I'd like to go see them. Yep. But with like comedy, you'll hear a bit that you remember and you'll be like Oh, that's the bit that I've been pretending is mine for years. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there were, like the I, average consumer of comedy is like really only trading in comedy as a thing to repeat in the office later. Sure. And there's and there's like other ways to absorb comedy, right? Like, um, there like sit there are I think sitcoms feel like less monoculture. Like, there's no like Game of Thrones was is like the biggest monoculture show of this like cycle of. Mm-hmm television right but like when when i was younger there were like comedy shows that were like that not just in how many people watch them right a lot of people watched um two and a half men a lot of people watch big bang theory like chuck Lorre yeah. shows were so huge over the last like 10 15 years but like when there was a when the seinfeld finale was on like i was in middle school maybe or high school i think middle school and like Every person I'd heard of watched it. Yes. <laughs> I think, like, the last comedy show I can think of that was like that in, like, a cultural zeitgeisty way was Chappelle's show. Yeah. And I think that was the last one where, like, people would go into, I mean, for me it was school, but for other people yeah. who were older it was work. Like, you'd go in and you'd talk about what was on Chappelle's show that week. <laughs> and, like, I think that part of the reason why that doesn't exist for comedy hey, everybody, is because, uh... like, that's the last one. <laughs> and it got just, like, slammed back in everyone's face so hard because at, at the end you're just like, oh, yeah, I do have to reflect on how I have consumed this. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm Rick James, bitch. All right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's Monday. But also, it's Monday. maybe we're just old, right? Like, maybe the kind of comedy that is, like, really um, uh, galvanizing is, like, TikTok. Yeah. And, like, I don't mean that, I don't mean that judgmentally at all. I just mean, like, No, I was gonna say, I think that's just real. Like, I think it's just, like, I have no clue what's going on on TikTok right now. The kids are on the internet. (laughs) They're making the memes stuff. I saw a gif. Yeah, do you think people talk about like memes out loud? But that does happen. Yeah, like, yeah yes. people. I mean, people they people love memes. Have you talked to share... a child recently, like a teen? No, I don't you know to any an children. Uncle? Have like... you talked to an uncle? <laughs> <laughs> like people, like memes dictate the politics of America. I mean, that's like a reductive way of saying it. But like, I think <laughs> there are people, and like, but it's again as a um, medium, right? There's not like a gatekeeping of memes like the idea of a meme is its virality yeah and it's and like how many people because it doesn't it often a meme doesn't make sense until it like saturates the discourse right so it's like not again it's like not a nerd thing because it's for everyone by its nature yeah exactly like an essential quality of it is that it has to be for everybody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. isn't a meme exactly so yeah long story short if you're defensive about comedy I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, shove all. Could you imagine in 10 years there's going to be people who, when somebody interviews them about like what kind of nerd they were growing up, they'll be like, I was like a meme kid. <laughs> I bet. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy at all. I totally believe that. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the B people, let people are like our, our, our friends like started yeah. a meme page together and now they have a podcast. And that's together. something you just feel comfortable saying into a microphone. Yeah, it feels Knowing they'll hear it. It just feels good <laughs> looking someone in the face and being like, you're a meme adult. <laughs> I'm a child of memes. 
you know, it took a lot of therapy to get through it, but I, uh, I feel like I finally worked it out. And you know, uh, whoa, whoa, I'm halfway there. Whoa, whoa, dog elected mayor. Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> What I, else can we? What else can we like sweep up here? Were you into any other nerd stuff? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. Um, were you like a? So you were like a comedy? You were a comedy kid, yeah. And so that's like primarily stand up. Are you watching like? Are you like a big Simpsons kid? I was. I like. I. I am not. It's weird because I love The Simpsons. I watch it every week for years, mm-hmm. and I have so many friends that can quote The Simpsons so encyclopedically, and I'm just like, how. Do you have that? And I don't have that in my brain because I yeah. watched so much Simpsons when yeah. I was a kid. Because yeah. yeah. there's so much of it. There's so much of it. Yeah. And I loved it. And it like peaked. I was like just old enough to enjoy it as it was peaking mm-hmm. yeah. and and sustaining. Um, but at the same time, somebody says, eat my shorts to you. And you're like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's. Are you trying to fucking fight me, dude? <laughs> That's really aggressive. That's so rude. <laughs> my my childhood friend Dan uh, Dan Levy, who's also an adulthood friend, but he I, years ago said to me, he was like, "We don't consider how like vicious." And ruthless and insult it is to just like call someone a piece of shit. Like you toss that up, like you guys a piece of shit. And you're like, what a degrading thing to say. Yeah. Like, like I think we should sit with. And he doesn't mean it as like we should be nervous. He's just like that's so forceful, and we don't acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, that's like when you're learning a new language and you learn that their idiom. And like if you don't like someone, you can just call them a piece of shit. You're yeah. like, whoa, wow. right, right, that right, can't right. be right. In, in, in France, we say his cap is too tight. <laughs> like here in America, we call him fecal matter. So. Yeah, not even a whole shit. Yeah, just some some shit. Yeah. In Poland, you say your mother is the town slut, and everyone knows that's a nice thing. To to say yeah Opa. they um Opa. Well, i mean i'm from i i get my also, favorite teens i'm from massachusetts and oh, there's the saying that someone is like like a good shit is yeah. like a very funny like ah, he's a good shit and what like, yeah oh you haven't heard that before no, ever now we're into the boston slang portion of the podcast a place i've been trying to get for months hey man, i fucking live there i'll just say wicked openly in public i'll see it on stage i'll call an adult friend a trooper and we'll just move <laughs> is on is that a boston thing yeah. i had no idea that's just so ingrained uh i'm trying to think of my there's I had a lacrosse so many this is fast, honestly so much- fascinating to me Mm. Oh, I'm like I I'll I love it. Is piss and vinegar like a big one? Oh, wicked! You could say wicked pissa, but wicked piss, pissa. I've heard piss and vinegar, uh-huh. but I don't like feel. I don't feel any attachment to it. Yeah, but like <laughs> not in the same way you do trooper. Yeah, trooper. I mean, trooper just feels like like when you said it just now. I was like, I didn't realize that was local because it feels like every person I met said it. But obviously, that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> like certainly, I moved. There's um, I'm so because I grew up in the Boston suburbs and then I went to college in a different Boston suburb uh-huh. with people from all over. But like, obviously there were still other people from Massachusetts and I was still within Massachusetts. So there's so much shit that when I moved to New York four years after college, I didn't realize how like super hyper local and regional, like I brought up, uh, this will not mean anything to you too. Probably <laughs> I brought up Papa Gino's yes. the pizza. It's a pizza chain, yes. but it was like a, Hyper saturated local pizza chain. So it was like every town would have a Papaginos, or like every third town would have a Papaginos. Right. But it only 
is in like four states. <laughs> and so I brought it up as if I were saying like Domino's. I'd be like, oh, it's, is there like, it's like a, oh, it's, this tastes like Papagino's pizza. And people are like, is, do you have an Italian grandfather? <laughs> And, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes terrible pizza. Well, that's like um, it's Katie better than Domino's. Are, I'll say it. Katie and I are from uh, Long Island, and Bagel Boss is like a, yeah. a chain of bagel places. And this whole yeah. big cultural discourse around yeah. the Bagel Boss I guy was know, really wild. I because, didn't know of it until the guy. Yeah. Yes, and the face of Bagel I had Boss. to just be like, since I'm from there, I'm like, this is just a Wednesday dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a normal ass guy doing a normal ass thing at the yeah. Bagel Boss. I've seen so many people have mental breaks in the bagel boss it took me several maybe not days but it took me like several hours of bagel boss discourse and i think a lot of people have this to realize that bagel boss was the establishment yes and not what, and they're not what they were him. calling the guy <laughs> i mean he's definitely synonymous you yeah, know now he's, but he's boss, not the boss yeah. of anything and we no. have to bring civility back to the bagel boss discourse yeah, yeah the thing about if you boo a short guy in a bagel <laughs> boss you're what makes him president <laughs> yeah the thing and that's is okay that, yeah by long island law he is actually now the ceo of yeah bagel he's boss. the bagel boss now yeah, he's in charge uh josh have you ever heard chowed ahead yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what's another good one? This is that this is Wicked Regional and that I love. I wish everybody <laughs> knew it. Is um Space Shot. Yeah. Is do people not say that other places? They don't. What the no. fuck does people that even don't mean? Say it. They don't know what it means. It's, it's a, a slur used against anime loving children. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean kind of, yeah. But it's like it's like it's like a like a weird kid with like your kind of head in the clouds. Okay. You're not like you know, you're not I have like a lot of experience with this word. With space shot, <laughs> space shot. Yeah, yeah. We have like they call you a space shot when you go scream in the minivan. <laughs> My mom would call reference stoners, the paywall. Get behind the paywall, uh, like space cadet. It's like that, but it's not about. It's stoners. way meaner. You did, you did not make it into the academy. <laughs> you're the friend that stayed home, and you're like, "Oh, look at you, you big space cadet, coming back home." Yeah. That's like their version of college. You're gonna die on an away mission. That's, that's an ensign. I know that's an ensign. The thing in Boston is they a lot of them think Ender's Game is real, so a lot of the slang is from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This only, has been honestly so educational. Only they yeah. call it Ender. This fucking thing. And this fucking thing. And this fucking thing. Oh, look at this Peter Wiggin fuck over here. <laughs> oh, look, Locke is pushing new legislation online with his sister Demosthenes. <laughs> I want to trip your accent open every time we can. You never survived in battle school and you're a failure like your father. Yeah, this is very familiar to me. <laughs> This is the the this is the um, hot water in which my tea steeped. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into this episode. <laughs> Greetings, podcast viewing public. It is I, John F. Kennedy, making an urgent announcement. I am here to say there are bonus episodes behind the paywall. You can listen to even more snacky content it's back there just like fidel castro's ghost with which i am lodged in eternal combat in addition you can also buy a silly dragon ball shirt in the podcast description at the bottom of the episode and to all those who lurk against your former president you will never steal my bones Okay. 
Well, we have to talk about the show first a little bit. Yeah, this yeah, week, yeah, right, so. we did Oran High School Host Club as voted by the fans. Um, we have a open voting system now for what shows we're going to do on the Patreon. So if you're interested in having a say of what shows we discuss, please get on down. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for your right to vote. Voting yep. is so important. Can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> we live in a content democracy. Democracy dies in darkness. If you're yes. not voting, you are part of the problem. Yeah, in this case, democracy dies if you only contribute at the five dollar. That's level. true. Yes. <laughs> so this week, you guys voted for Oran High School Host Club, which I was very excited for because I am a trash person who has watched this show in full several times. Um, Katie, thank you. Have you guys ever heard of this show or watched it before? Either uh, of you two anime pros, I know you're an a- anime novice. An, an, anime uh, novice, anime novice. <laughs> an animature, if you will. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, How long have you guys hosted this podcast without coming up with that? Come on. No, it's true. <laughs> I had seen the uh, the art for it. Uh, I was aware of its existence. I knew nothing about it. Mm. I assumed it was going to be a lot like One Piece because the logo looks like the One Piece <laughs> logo. <laughs> so I was coming into this like, okay, we're gonna have like an adventure show maybe at a high school oh, all my college friends watched one piece together. oh really yeah <laughs> without me um, uh, <laughs> you can't handle it <laughs> can't handle probably the true everyone's like yeah don't invite josh you can't fucking handle yeah, one there's, there's too many buccaneers for josh <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can't handle the show <laughs> i was just curious okay so uh let's get into it uh, unless alex do you have oh I, all i wanted to say is that it has a lot of words in the title and and I just assumed it would be one of those high school shows like Fooly Cooly where nothing happens and you're like, that was a TV show. Yeah, I, I'm i very excited that so much of my tastes have been thrust upon you two now that you have lost control. Yes, you've yeah. tainted me. Yes. <laughs> the, the title of this episode is Oran... I can't, oh, sorry. Uh, so episode one. The title of this episode is Starting Today, You Are a Host. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Let's get yep. into it. Let's do it. <laughs> so when we, when the episode, when we turned it on, mm. Katie, you kind of gave like a ho 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 ho. Like <laughs> you guys are not because we didn't know what a host club was even. Yeah. No, we and didn't. so I assumed from the gravity of your caution yeah. that it was like a club where you would live inside someone else, like a parasite. Right, like a virus. <laughs> yeah. So for context. Our show originally was doing all of Dragon Ball Super, which is a hyper-masculine blast zone of fighting <laughs> and muscles, and and it's great. And it's I a lo- blast zone. I love always. it, kind of but it's been kind of a delight for me to force my co-hosts through now our rebranding to watch more like, you know, what is like feminine geared shows. Yeah, we've been strapped to the chairs. Thank you for pegging us with content. <laughs> and, uh... This first episode is pretty benign, but since I've seen this whole show, I know it gets like much more bananas after mm-hmm. this. That's the scale, benign to bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, uh, the, also, so like in real life, host clubs exist in Japan, and what they are are these kind of like CD knife life establishments where you basically 
go and you pick the boy you want to see and mm-hmm. they flirt with you. It's not prostitution. They just like pay attention to you. Sure. And there's like a huge upcharge because like what they do is they sell like you really expensive booze and stuff like that. Okay. But the darkness of them is that their main clientele is sex workers. Oh. So it's like people who... Yeah. So it's kind of wait, dark. Can you can you get into that a little more? Because I'm not like... So it's like a person who is a sex worker would come to a host club yeah. and pay to just have like a man, a man not just be nice to them. Sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to be a sex worker to go them, but it's kind of like just a known fact that that's like the main clientele of these right. establishments are women who are working in sex work. Yeah. Are you not a sex worker if you are in the host club? Um, I mean... It's emotional work, but technically, yeah, you are not doing any sex. But it's not like yeah. when you get a massage in the shady part of town, they're like, you're a masseuse, but also you have sex with me. No, it's no, so, right. no, no, zero sex is. So they're is, not like, would you like this conversation to have a happy ending, right? You just, I like, mean, <laughs> I'm sure, like, no, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it exists, but like on paper, that is not the expectation. And, and like, you the, literally just pay them to like be nice to cool. you, flirt with you, pay attention to you uh-huh. without sex yeah got it and, and it's not and the culture of it is that and that it's and it's known that sex workers employ the services of these hosts it's so yeah, it's, like, it's not like a like a shady massage parlor where the culture is yeah. like they'll do more than the thing they no, say no no okay and cool, cool, cool. like uh, i'm sure there's a lot of women who aren't sex workers who use it yeah but it's it's just kind of like this dark interchange because a lot of women who are sex workers go to them because you know there's probably that psychological because thing. it's the only way to get men to be nice i mean i don't want to stigmatize sex workers but it's like a lot it's different in japan i think there's a lot of uh corrosion involved in mm-hmm. the industry you know what i mean so yeah there's a really good documentary about it called the great happiness space that i highly suggest katie's highly suggestions katie's high <laughs> suggestions <laughs> Katie's Corner. Watch watch it. Yeah, watch anyway, the new segment, so, highly suggestions. That's what makes this show so psychotic because they take this <laughs> concept that's like kind of dark and they're like, what if we applied it to like super rich boys? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's also like a very adult concept, right? Like it's not a sex act or like a, no. a or sex work, but it is like a concept for adults. Like the idea of a child paying other children to pretend yeah. to be their friends is yeah. like so, the, so much stranger. It's really, it's, yeah, just like on its face, it's a very dark concept. Yeah. So and then the next level of me going, oh, ho, ho, about this. <laughs> that was the noise. There's a lot of levels. <laughs> oh, uh, I was doing the evil Yeah, this was in the way. mid-range. Um, <laughs> the, mid, the mid-ho-hos. <laughs> it's like, in addition to this, like taking this weird concept, this is uh, what they, in the industry, I did not make this term, is a reverse harem show. Oh. Uh, <laughs> in which there's lots of boys to pick from instead of like a host of like horny girls clamoring yeah. over a Tenchi Moyo or what have you. It's like boys. And uh, you know what, guys? I love to see it. Uh, right. So yeah. let's get into it. All the boys you can eat. We open up. And uh, we see our hero Haruhi looking for a place to study where people aren't chatting. They're walking around the elaborate Baroque halls of Oran High School, uh, lamenting to themselves. Do they ever, um, because you've seen the whole show, do they ever, like, get into where this is? Uh, no, it's Japan. (laughs) 
Because it's like the because the school looks you would hella think like uh, like well, Central they're, European. You so would they're think they're Big Ben is outside. With, they're obsessed with that uh-huh. that aesthetic, but they actually make a point that there's a girl that comes from France at one point okay. who's oh, a huge look otaku. At you. They also explain the main blonde guy is like half Austrian, but okay. they're they're Japanese. Like that guy with the glasses is like his dad runs the Japanese police force or whatever. Yeah, he's also right. in Bleach, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're walking around and uh, they're lamenting. They're talking to their dead mom. They're like, it's 10 years since you died, mom, and I'm sick of all these rich kids who don't understand their privilege of going to this school. Oh, and a music, abandoned music room. Maybe I could study here. JK, it's the host club. Uh-oh, nope. host club. <laughs> That's a host club, my friend. <laughs> JK, it's the host club. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, please do not. Someone else is singing on the show. Guys. Wait, what tune were you doing? There was that the monkeys hey, hey, theme. The monkeys. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, it's the host club. Appropriate sex culture. I still liked that it was JK. We're too busy hosting. Um, so yeah, so you get so this this wayward teen. Yes. Yeah. Wayward teen ends up wayward in the music teen. room with the host club. There's an explosion of roses. Yeah. But uh, also important to note, there's an urn in the middle of the room, and there's yes. a red arrow pointing at the urn incessantly. Yeah. With Pay attention. Sounds. Like when someone is like giving you tax forms to fill out, and they don't trust you to find the place yes. to write your own name. Sign here. It was like that style of arrow. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is visual comma day. Yeah, yes. and you said uh, while we were watching it also, it's like in a video game when oh, there's yeah. like an item that you're going to need. Right. Where they're like, pick up the brick. <laughs> but they try to, it, it was interesting because they were introducing us to this uh, 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 adept concept of the host club. You open the door and there's this wall of roses and then this sea of boys. Yes. Big ones, tall ones, some as big as your head. They go, oh, it's that boy from our class, the honor student. They came here on a scholarship. Haruhi, they must be a genius. And then our uh, main character, uh, the blonde prince of host club, Tamaki, comes up and goes, oh, You've fallen into my host club. You don't strike me as gay, but let's go. Uh, who are you into? The strong, silent type, the prince, the boy, Lolita. And they're like, uh, I, I think you got it wrong. You guys had a big pop for boy Lolita. Yeah, big pop in the room for boy Lolita. We, we may not be laughing now, but I assure you, much laughs were had. Boy Lolita is such a um, fascinating term because like, Lolita doesn't like in in the context of the novel, right? Lolita doesn't mean like a sexy girl. No, it's like the it, the novels about a girl who is taken kind of advantage of and controlled by older men, right? Well, uh, it's still a one to one. I think the uh, cultural relation to that word for a while was just. <laughs> People not really understanding yes, what that book yeah, is totally. about. Just a For tiny sure. also, babe. I think in the Japanese context, like Lolita fashion is like mm-hmm. super girly, oh, interesting. bubbly, like weird stuff. So I think I, I'm, I think I, it's like a translation issue, if I'm to be real. But, but, but okay, because there is like a darkness in being like, that boy is a Lolita, and it's like Oh, what has happened in that poor boy's life? <laughs> Somehow this has got an even but, worse wrinkle in it. Again, I don't have the context of the fashion, yeah. so thank you for like shepherding me through this. As I, no, I've never been just, more like, prepared to talk about a show on our show, and we did 131 episodes or whatever of Dragon Ball, and I feel more prepared to talk about this. Than I that. thought it was just an interesting new trope I was going to learn, like when you watch The Breakfast Club, and they're like, "Yeah, we had a jock, and we had a brainiac, and a boy Lolita." <laughs> 
They're listing off the a like girl boy- detective. <laughs> a Charizard. Um, and it's the- not a specific Pokemon. That's just like a a fight any kind of um fiery tempered lizard is a Charizard. Uh, if you're a redhead with a weird spine. <laughs> but before we move on, it, it you had said while we were watching, you were calling him uh, a Brolita. A Brolita. And I would be remiss yeah. on this podcast if I did not say he is a Bernie Brolita. He's a Bernie Brolita. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's very staunch about that. <laughs> Just to apologize for uh, his online behaviors. Startled by this wall of sound, uh, Haruhi backs into the corner and knocks over the urn that we had the arrow pointing In spite at. of the blatant red arrow yeah. that they put there he, just for that and it's not to happen. That was a flustered child. Yeah, that's who we're dealing with. <laughs> the person who hangs up the red arrows at the academy must have been furious. Nobody's <laughs> trying to knock over the urn. The urn's getting knocked over. You smash the vase, that's worth 8 million yen, and we were going to sell that at the auction. You can't pay for it back. You can't even afford a uniform, you commoner piece oh, of yeah. shit. Yeah, They're commoner very, gets thrown around a lot. It's very, there's a lot of class issues at play where, <laughs> I mean, one class issue, but yeah. it comes into play a lot. It's a big one. Is that this. But there's student, a lot of that one. This, yeah, a lot of that one. It's a, it's a chord they play frequently. It's the chorus. All um, of Oran <laughs> history is class war. What? Oh, well, there, there's, like, there's so much like weird like explicit class friction right where it's like they make fun of Haruhi is the name yeah um for being and hosting poor and, like, is the game and hosting is the game <laughs> um, you sound like a, like a streetwise orphan <laughs> I've been a member of a few host clubs if you get my drift and so but like the idea they're like the, all the mocking that Haruhi undergoes for being poor and then also the fact that at one point another student was like you can't run away my family owns a private police yes <laughs> like they're pinkerton like, thugs like he goes to school right with the black water <laughs> My you father is Eric Prince. <laughs> yeah, they literally announced, you are the club's dog now. You're going to be the errand boy. And that guy also says, ask for his passport at one point. Oh, yes. Right? Which like, is scary. Yes, yes, yes. It's I will an, have you deported from Japan. Right? Or just like, you can't leave. I yeah, forget his way. name, but he is a cool glasses type, mm-hmm. where yeah. he wears the glasses and he's really mean. Yeah, Katie's favorite kind. Yeah, I love that anime trope. I'm like, oh, so mean. yeah. Just mean fucking, glasses guy is a trope? You yeah, an anime, it's like a common thing where it's like he's he's so dreamy because he's emotionally unavailable and kind of abusive and you're just like look just notice me and he's like no you're annoying and a piece of shit I'm like yeah no. <laughs> the dark Lolita uh, I know what you're thinking could you and I move to Japan and be mean glasses guys <laughs> we cannot okay. it's not allowed or we wouldn't be good at it we just wouldn't be good at Josh it Josh can't be the be mean at. version of any guy with glasses first of all <laughs> I'm honestly at my meanest if you take away my glasses. <laughs> so it's like a pretty rough. It's I would have a hard time. Movie a tough road to hoe. You're like Velma, but you punch holes in drywall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call me Angry Velma. That's kind of my nickname. We uh we cut to Tamaki holding court in the host club. All the girls are flirting with him and feeding him cake, and he's he's really you know my man's really in his element. And uh, Haruhi comes back from running errands, and he has brought coffee, but he has brought the peasants' coffee. Yeah. Instant, Instant coffee. coffee. It's mm-hmm. been pre-grinded, and, and they're they're so uh, they're so 
they've never seen instant coffee. Like some of them thought it was just a rumor. It attracts a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're like, it's true that poor people don't have time to ground their beans. That's Why don't you have your crazy. grounding man? <laughs> yeah, they're literally like, where's your fancy man now? Where's uh, your butler to grind your beans? The way that they reacted was like if a, a child in real life had brought like for lunch at school a Ziploc bag just full of other dirtier Ziploc bags <laughs> to eat. <laughs> One of the kids at lunch. Supposed to put something in them. He's like, I just eat the bags. (laughs) I brought a a a nice lunch of biomass pellets. (laughs) There's a kid at your lunch table who uh, has something in a box. He refers to as lunchables, but it's just rocks. Yeah, yeah. Tomiki bravely announces that he will try the instant coffee, and everyone applauds him, and they cannot believe it. Meanwhile, a girl in the corner is not impressed. She's like, he's only drinking it to blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. Yeah. He's only drinking the coffee so you'll like him. He doesn't even want the coffee. <laughs> sure, whatever. We're at the host club right now. Oh, it's also very relevant to point out that uh, at some point in this section, they refer to the uh, uh, ha- Haruhi? Har- har- I, guys, I can't. Haruhi. Har- um... They refer to our nice protagonist as a dog and a piglet, and this is the second anime we've watched in a row where a young child joins a high school and then becomes a slave within the first (laughs) 20 minutes of the show. I will also interject to say that I have a dog who I often call Piglet because she has very uh, pig-like features. (laughs) It's a beautiful culture. Dogs who are pigs. Dogs who are pigs. Pigs who are dogs. Uh, a pug. So Hell very close. Yeah. 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 What that snout do? <laughs> oh, it's not breathe well. <laughs> not breathe well, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, she snorts all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she snores when she's awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, we cut to the other members of the host club so we could get to know what their gimmick is for making money. And we have Hikaru and Karu, the horny twincess twins, my favorite. Oh, yeah. And they're enacting a yaoi classic of one telling the other one a secret and the other one being embarrassed. And they're like, you're so beautiful when you cry, though. Right. <laughs> or whatever. And the girls are so horny. Horny for it. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, so nice they made it twice. Yeah. Uh, Maury brings, uh, I forget the the, the boy Lolita's name, but his his man brings him in and all the girls scream and they, they have cake for him. Uh, you know, he, he has a, a little bunny. Yeah, everyone's having a Oh, he's a, a little bunny. Yeah. He has a bunny and the bunny blushes. They never explain the mechanics of that. Yeah, he brings the bunny over to- I assumed magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he brings the bunny over to Har- Haruhi, and he's like, do you want to say hi to my bunny? And then he gives in and admits it's cute, and then a light bulb goes off. I wonder what that's about. It's a visual metaphor. It is a visual metaphor. For light bulbs. For, <laughs> aha, I just had a, a light bulb. And the light bulb went out. <laughs> a light bulb goes out, that's like a metaphor for like forgetting something you used to know. It's like very sad. It's like you're aging. It's, kind of, it's, very, it's like a... Um, Cat Stevens song is very <laughs> bleak. Yeah, we learned that uh, Tamaki is the number one request at the host club, and this is when Haruhi gets threatened to have the police called on him if yeah. he ever leaves by cool glasses guy. Um, and that's when um, Tamaki comes up and he's like, you know, no girl will notice you if you're dressing like that, you fucking piece of shit. 
Oh, so cold. Poor piece of garbage. You, you look poor. Yeah, yeah. that's what they in, in in these host clubs. Instead of saying piece of shit, they say uh, person with less money than I am. <laughs> You're wearing rags in our club. Haruhi gives rags a- in the club. My favorite out here song. <laughs> oh my god. Why isn't that a track? Uh, we get a speech from Haruhi about how they don't care about labels and what inside accounts, and that's when um, Tamaki goes on a rant about how to be a gentleman, and uh, he starts just teaching us facts, like putting your pinky out to cushion your glass. Yes. Yeah. What is the deal? Yes. With that? I mean, did you guys know that? That was pretty helpful for me. But what are you trying to? You're trying to avoid the glass making noise. Yeah, yes. You don't, you don't. Everyone hates that clink, and you're thinking, how do I get rid of the clink? Put your pinky out as you lower a glass onto a table. Now you're cushioning. One of the those clink. little details nobody will ever particularly notice, but they'll they'll feel good. Doctors hate this one tip. <laughs> Yeah, you know, glink classing is uh, the number one cause of UTIs. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That's really tough. Wow. And you, even when there's cranberry juice in the glass, it's like, ah, oh, giveth and taketh away. <laughs> Har, he calls him obnoxious with makes him sad, but then he bounces out really fast. And uh, the twins were like, well, maybe if we take your glasses off, you won't look like human garbage. And that's when they have a light bulb moment about... <laughs> The beautiful face of Haruhi. Oh no, they have a beautiful face. We must exploit it for yeah. money immediately. Capitalism. So they let Haruhi host instead of being like a servant to them, right? To pay off the debt of yeah, the because earn. they're like, oh, actually, you are very handsome. Oh, they right. they give yeah. they give Haruhi like a she's all that. They take yeah. Off the right, right, right. And the I think classic this is, she's all that. This is the first point I think where I kind of saw the twist coming, although yeah. I didn't think the twist was going to be what the twist was. I was, I didn't foresee the twist, but the voice actor who plays Haruhi, I like clocked something in their yes. voice uh-huh. in the middle. It felt very um, like Bart Simpson's voice. Yeah, I don't want to give too yes. much away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they Eat put their it- shorts. <laughs> they put. <laughs> Are you trying to fight me again? <laughs> They put them in a school uniform, bing, bang, you're so handsome, make them an offer they cannot refuse, which is that... Because of the police force. Because, <laughs> because of the police, police force, force yeah. they're the, like... The very real threat of violence lurking in the background. Yeah, they're the like, show. if you get 100 customers at the uh, host club, we will just forget about your debt, and everyone in this room is like, you have to take that deal. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the money to say no. You can't. Uh, oh, this was a very interesting segment. Um, where there is this where they do the the hosting competition where she has to they they have to host for a hundred people. Yeah, that's where they announce. Yeah, it. so they're at this right now, and Haruhi's move because they all have moves. Yes, the twins do oh, twin yeah. moves. Yeah. Haruhi's move. The one piece of information we know about them is their mom is dead, and so <laughs> they're hosting for these girls who come up and they're like, "You're so handsome," and they're like, "Yes, that's what my mom said the last time I ever saw her." And they're right. like. Ah! <laughs> I have a lot to say because this is like some real pickup artist shit. Yes. Uh-huh. Where Harhi uh, says they don't care about labels and what's inside his account, but they got the mind of a diamond because they literally <laughs> a say, diamond mind, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> of a diamond. Because they literally 
think to themselves, they're like, I need to make these girls like me so I can get out of this debt. And they go, I have the perfect story. And that's when they go into the dead mom shit. I'm like, yeah. you motherfucker. Get that dead mom money. I went to I went to college with a guy that, that was that was his move. I have no I don't know doubt. if it was dead mom, but it was like it was like, <laughs> the joke that we would always say because when, when we would see him talking to a, a woman at college is because he had this like very gruff mannerism and then he would he would like open up ever so slightly and I think women found that very um alluring and they felt like he was being very vulnerable with them mm-hmm. uh and the the line that we always pretended he was saying was sometimes knives make me cry <laughs> <laughs> hundred uh, percent what this is oh and God. I have seen this move happen because there's something about me that people want to like tell their problems to but probably because I'm like that kind of person where I'm like hey let me just tell you about my trauma bus driver let's go uh, but you got a real knives make me cry vibe yeah. to you yeah but like every once in a while you get one where you're like I think you might be like just full of shit and the funniest one I ever got was like yeah you know, you invite all of these people you think you're friends to your improv show and then no one comes and it's like, what does it even mean? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I have a dark backstory yeah. of an unsuccessful improv team. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Don't look behind this curtain. Yeah, I'm like, I did. I saw what was behind the curtain. It, it was a shower curtain. I saw it from here. I'm good. I, it was well, translucent. Yeah. Yes, and I am going to leave now. Um, so yes, Harry. Brings out the banging mom material. <laughs> He's so popular. Oh, what about me? A girl who's pouting. Tamaki, pay attention to me. This is Princess something or whatever, and she's a cold-hearted bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's a jerk. Yeah, yeah, she's really mean, and she's a princess of somewhere. She's the, the daughter of the King of Shade. Yeah. Oh, wait, we forgot to say that, that uh, from the moment we met the, the main host club guy, Alex was calling him the king of host club. Yeah. And, and, and that you, that I've never seen somebody more successfully clock somebody's yeah. title. They repeatedly are like, this is the king of host This is the king of host club. And at one point in the dialogue, he's like, I make them call me king. <laughs> It's a nickname I gave myself. I'm the king. He's kind of their run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone has thrown Haruhi's bag into the fountain. Flashback to the princess being like, you're a common dog and you're awful and my, uh, you know, imperial force will crush you and your people. And, and he like, was like, I wonder if it was her. <laughs> <laughs> my one enemy. <laughs> There's that one thing she said about definitely going to throw my bag into a fountain. <laughs> I wonder if that is, yeah. <laughs> the person who's most overtly mean to me and has made no bones about her intention to continue to be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> Searching in the fountain, Tamaki joins Harhi to show that, like, yeah, he's rich, but like he's, you know, he's got humility. Don't hesitate to get his feet dirty. Yeah, it's just water. No, just but look- there was lily pads and stuff. It was not a well. I mean, it was a beautiful. The the pissing statue kid was like a beautiful. There yeah. was it a- was like a cherub, not like a Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want a Calvin pissing statue so bad. That's now. like such a like Long Island McMansion thing. Like, look, I got a fountain. It's Calvin. You get it? It's fucking cool. Oh my God. He's, Go he's, Mets. He's where he's pissing on the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, the, it's the, a pool shaped like the Phillies logo. The win is you buy the you buy the Sopranos house and you put the Calvin mm-hmm. pissing statue out front. Sometimes I don't know why I came to Hobbs Host Club. Um, but so it's but it was not like the water seemed murky. 
Yes, that's that. true. Oh, but the back and forth they have here is Haruhi is like, my food money is in the yeah. fountain and I've thrown it away. And, but it, I was picturing loose money. It was a wallet. It was yeah. a wallet. They're not, they can't be that poor. Um, <laughs> they own wallets. We couldn't afford a wallet and we didn't need one. <laughs> oh my God. If you're so poor, tell me why you're wearing shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you're a socialist, where's this wallet coming from? Uh, Haruhi does the, you know, is, is uh, what's that word? You know, didn't want to make fuss, so they lie and just said that they dropped it there, which we know is a lie. Yeah, yeah. so brave. Back at the host club, Bitch Princess has requested It's not Haruhi. her name. And I don't remember her name. It's not that far off. Yeah, it's Bitch Princess. And, uh, you know, Haruhi being a little clued in is like why is she suggesting me she's clearly bullying me and she's like I'm doing a mind game Tamaki doesn't care for you at all and he's like you're jealous (laughs) girl look in the mirror you're jealous yes (laughs) and then a very fucked up thing happens yeah well, you know, we hear a lot in the news about all these fake accusations <laughs> yeah. from women. And it's glad to see a show finally tackle. Finally take it on. Yeah, head on. A show that defends men. Yes. <laughs> For once. So Kind of an animated last man standing. Yeah. <laughs> For the fellas. She uh, knocks over the table and makes it look like Haruhi attacked her, being like, help, help, I'm being attacked. <laughs> but the host club is not very wise. No, close they, ranks. They close ranks. ranks. I don't know if it's wise. Like, I don't, they had no proof. They weren't like, ah, this is how I know you're faking. They were just like, trust no woman. <laughs> <laughs> this they, happens back in they, Boston all the time. Yeah, fucking Dave Becky shows up. <laughs> Very bleak. I heard Megan was talking shit about the Bruins, so she is a liar. Yeah, it's tough when you talk shit about the Bruins because that will tarnish your reputation. Yeah, so yeah, the fellas they, they they squat up, they they close ranks. <laughs> they close Absolutely, ranks. keep Bobby Orr's name out of your mouth. <laughs> you probably weren't even happy when Ray Bork got his cup with the Avalanche. You hollet. Deeply specific teenagers holding 20-year-old hockey grudges. She, uh, they dump water on her, which I felt like was a little unnecessary. She didn't even really understand what was happening at that point. Yeah. She's like, what was that all about? And they're like, we know your tricks. It was a Stanley Cup's worth of water. (laughs) Do you need a timeout? No. Okay. Uh, Tamaki's like, I see through your tricks. You are... Not classy enough for this establishment. Yeah, you will never pay us to flirt with you again. <laughs> Get out! Uh, Haruhi's not that type of man. And uh, and then a red arrow points at, at Haruhi. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, but uh, it's still your fault, so you actually owe us a thousand customers now. And it's like, fuck, that sucks ass. That's Which is so weird because it's uh, not his fault. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's either like, this is your fault, and you were attacking this woman. Right, it makes them think like he did do something. Yeah, and, and they it were just makes it like way worse. <laughs> right, like we know we know you did this. It's like, what? Sometimes I can't control myself either. Yeah, the sexual <laughs> politics of the show go wild in some of the episodes. Oh wow! Uh, so. A uh, cool glasses guy comes out and he's like, well, I do have a uniform for you to change into. And uh, they're like, okay, 
And they change into it. Oh my God, they're a girl. Yeah, uh, King Host walks in the dressing room for no reason at all and, and finds that Harahi is uh, maybe, I don't know. We, we, right, it's a trick. We, the doctor is a woman. <laughs> yeah, the doctor's a woman. <laughs> the doctor, do we the like later the, in the series? The, do we like get into mother. Harry's like uh, identity and stuff? They're a girl. That's it. This yeah, is, it's, she, she's just a girl who just doesn't give a shit like what you call her. At the right at the end, because that statement, it felt like it could have been like, "I'm a girl. I don't give a shit. I have to get by at this school," or it could have been like, "I don't." subscribe to a binary gender so idea. Right, the right, show right. is yeah. very interesting because like they almost do cool things with gender but they <laughs> always just miss it. So like yeah. her whole arc is that she just doesn't care because she doesn't think that way. So like clearly the characters like the way that they write the things she says is stuff someone non-binary would say but over and over again, she does identify as a like. Right, but then you right. look at the dialogue, and it's just like, "Don't get it wrong. I'm just a woman who loves tricks." <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like I don't care what you call me, whatever. Yeah. Like I honestly, I think she she's probably ace. Yeah, because she's very non-sexual. Um, but there's like all sorts of weird shit like that in the show right. where it's like all over the place. So this is what I was saying when I I said that I I had kind of figured out the twist, but I wasn't sure what the twist was going to be. Because I thought that the twist was going to be that Oren High School is an all-girls school. And that, Whoa. What the fuck? That I thought the, that's what the twist yeah. was going to be. My Oren High School? Oh, I would have loved that. No. But th- like I said, there is a later episode no where there's Oren like... High School of mine. They're like <laughs> nine-foot-tall lesbians that try to like recruit her to the all-girls yeah. school. Yeah. Amazon High. My father like. went to Oren High School. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Catholic school back then. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we should rate this out of uh, seven sexy boys. Yeah. Uh, I am very uncomfortable with this, but again, I have no cultural context. This just might be what it is. Yeah, yep. so uh, Josh, out of seven sexy boys. I'm going to go four and a half sexy boys. <laughs> That's a, a pretty half. good rating of sexy boys. Yeah, I thought it was... Um, I thought it was interesting. I was like in a, a world that I, I had not experienced before. Mm-hmm. Um I found the um, the like class struggle to be sympathetic and and interesting as an element at like at this high school, which is kind of a traditional like slobs versus snobs. But still, it's like it's a trope because it works, right? You go, I sympathize with this person who's like under resourced and downtrodden. Yeah, uh, it, you know that it works in fiction, and um, and I think like the idea of like these weird flirty teens is like fascinating i don't think i'd want to spend that much time with it because it's like the idea of like a uh child platonic flirt for money club just feels like so adjacent to the um the boy lolita express or whatever yeah like Uh it just feels so close to being so weird and this is how you can tell josh has not watched more anime (laughs) every show has a very uncomfortable element to it that just shifts around yeah but like again it's maybe it is very pure of heart but i four and a half um Sexy boys, that's the rubric. Yeah, yeah. So is it always sexy eight. boys on the show? Nope, different every time. It changes every episode. Yeah, this Katie, week, my week is sexy boys. But it's always out of seven. Yeah. Katie, out of seven sexy boys. Um, I will give this one five sexy boys because mm-hmm. I, I love this show. It's absolute 
garbage. It's <laughs> terrible, but like it's the kind of like garbage that I like. When I'm looking for a trash anime, this is like what I want. Yeah. This is what I want. It's like, you know, like when you watch shitty reality TV where you're like, I want to watch Rock Love Bus like right now. Mm-hmm. This is like that for me. You yeah, know? now. <laughs> If it's well, on I demand, it. I'm going to start doing heroin. <laughs> if I don't see Brett Michaels bring up his diabetes <laughs> right now, I am going to crash this car and oh take you with me. I swear to fucking God, it's like nobody on this show knows how many, what percentage of roses have its thorn. <laughs> Brett Michaels taking them aside to just like really emotionally show his insulin pump. <laughs> You're Aww. laughing, but like the diabetes is like a fucking third character on that show. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I right. can't even think of a second character on this. It's the show. city of New York. It's yeah. Brett yeah. Michaels. It's New York. The bus is I number two. New York. <laughs> the, the fake bouncer guy, mm. and then the diabetes. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Alex, out of seven sexy boys. <sighs> oh wow. Okay, so this is not my favorite genre. Genre of show, but uh, uh, all of the elements. Mwah. I'm giving it six out of seven sexy boys. I was entertained from start to finish, from the little flares like having a bright red flashing arrow on this vase that gets broken, to just openly talking about a boy Lolita who gets pimped out by a gang of high school thugs. Yeah. I was having a great time. And there's a boy for everyone in this show. Yeah, everybody's there, got their boy. Talk about a boyfriend watch. Papa, pick your boy. It reminds me of um the boy band especially because of the boy leader reminds me of the boy band um from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're called Boys for Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am also going to give this six out of seven sexy boys. I had a absolutely fantastic time watching this. I yeah. really loved it. I will probably watch more of it. You should watch the whole thing, dog, so yeah, I probably talk will. about it. It's pretty short, right? You're the sexy boy now, uh, dog. Yeah, for like <laughs> anime, short. Yeah. So I'll probably watch the rest of this, but uh, I'm also being very conscious of our time. So I'm saying six out of seven sexy boys. Right. Uh, And maybe some uh, of us are getting over like a cough thing and maybe that's part of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, All right. uh, Plugs, right? Yeah. Josh, what do you what do you got going on? Uh, I wrote an essay collection called Nice Try and it (laughs) came out this year and it's it's available as a paperback book and an ebook and an audiobook. And I would love for you to listen to it. And I'm, I'm on the road a bunch uh, towards the end of the year. So joshgondelman.com. And uh, it's that. not new, but Josh's CD is very good. Oh, thank from you. Whenever that came out. Thank you. I have a couple <laughs> albums. The, the most recent two. The first one, I was a little green. But the most recent two, um, Physical Whisper, which came out in 2016. And um, Dancing on a Weeknight, which came out this year. I'm, I'm really proud of and think people would like Hot trash. Thanks. Check out Josh's album. Check them out. What are you doing? One of them, you said CD, one is a cassette and the other is a record. Right. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking pretentious dick. <laughs> what have you been, is like, it colored vinyl? I don't remember. Oh, I would love that. Jack White had to have your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Rory Scovel yeah, has, Rory a, has a fucking one, yeah. diss with Jack White and I hate it because I'll never get to hear it now. <laughs> right, because his... I, it might be digital now, but when I remember when Rory's album came out with Third Man, it was vinyl only. It's no inaccessible. You yeah, literally can't hear fascinating. it. It must be on YouTube I by now. I had to go to Detroit to the special Third Man Records store and put on big cans to listen to Rory Scovel just do weird voices at people. <laughs> 
All right, Katie, what do you got? You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please listen to the Two Minutes to Late Night podcast, Pod Minutes to Cast Night. Uh, the one that came out most recently, uh, the E Town Concrete one, I love. That was actually yeah, fun. Good episode. To do. Um, we're going to. I don't be think doing... next week's episode has us on it, so you know, listen to it or not. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just listen to the ones that me and Jeremy are on. Yeah. How about hey, do you that? guys have any more podcasts you want to plug that you don't want them to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking don't listen to uh don't don't listen to um friggin' Mark Marin. He's got enough people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like all these <laughs> Don't listen to You Made It Weird. All right, Alex, what do you got? Um listen to You Made It Weird. Um <laughs> no. Uh come to my show on Sundays if you live in Brooklyn. Bad news, it's a comedy show every Sunday at Cherry Tree Bar and Grill. Just kidding, there's no grill. And uh follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes and I'll put all my things on there. Why don't I? Uh and you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder and uh I am Pretty sure I'm going to be rebooting Shitface the Nation with friend of the show David Spector. Keep an eye out for that if we end up actually doing it. All, All right. right. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super.